We are talking about Kindred Spirits by Arthuress Chanel. She's going to be in the comments tonight. She was supposed to be on the show, but um, she had something come up. She couldn't make it. It's all good. So she should be with us in the comments. So y'all make sure y'all ask y'all questions. Y'all let her know how good she did with this body of work because it was fire. Patrice had me scared to read this because no, I have said it like, was good I told you you gotta read it no but I'm saying I thought I was gonna be sad okay no let me tell y'all what she felt this is the same author who wrote timeless love mm -hmm. and if you all are familiar with timeless love and you saw our podcast on it that book literally literally took our hearts snatched it out threw it across the street banged on it with a with a hammer ran over it and then backed up and ran over it again right that's what that book did to us so this book I'm wasn't quite that. Some stuff like that. But this was actually <laughs> like a real, it was a feel good. It was some stuff in there that was funky, you know, or whatever. But for the most part, it was good to me. Like it was a feel good. Like she I wrote it in a way that made you give grace. I was but anyway, like the butterflies and stuff. So we're gonna get started, right? So what's your, again, what's your name, girl? Who? You what's oh girl <laughs> we literally just talked about this Shaquana shut up Patrice okay I'm Shaquana <laughs> I am Patrice and we are your hosts of the Black Girl, the Black Book, Girl Book Club podcast. podcast the Black Girl Book Club podcast the Black Girl Book Club podcast hey, hey. hey. I'm getting the car tonight we are talking about Kendra Spears by Arthur Chanel and the book starts off with ash right patrice yeah it starts with off with ash and um his brother there in the um studio ash and aiden and they're in the studio and then they get hungry so they're 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 in a studio or whatever and they're just working over um the album or whatever and this is this is just like their introduction they're working over the album and the album has 12 songs do they still call it an album because i'm old school do they call it an they album? know we're we gonna call it an album yeah but anyway is they've got 12 songs and they feel good about it but you can see that ash is kind of like eh. I don't know. But then, so they are going to, he asked him, do he want to get some food? And, you know, his brother was like, let's get some food. Ash is never hungry. Um, mm -hmm. And he is, the whole time he's got a solo cup in his hand. He's drinking lean. I hear about that all the time, but I don't know exactly what lean is. No, it was like, I mean, I heard the rappers rapping about it and stuff, but I don't know what lean is. People was is. like really doing it like this, but I guess they is really out here doing the lean. Doing this, doing the lean thing. I don't know what's in a cup of lean. If somebody know, I mean, I don't know the ingredients. Like Cat Williams say, I don't know the ingredients, but but anyway. But so this they lady Nisha, she explains it. Oh, no, you know who did um in the first book of savvy she broke it down baby oh yeah because he would broke make it, it down up. when You're they right. first met baby everything that going there so yeah. i guess but go ahead Patricia. so they are um so so he's like got his drinks or whatever and um his brother you know he just want to go home because he is the tired that he is that ash is ash is a rapper slash singer so he's one of them singing ass niggas you know, like, but I realized that until like halfway through. He so he rap, he sing, but he like thugged out kind of, but he really not no thug. It's like he's um he's tatted up. He drink the lean. He a he, look he, tough. He a little rough. He a little he rough a, around the edges. That's yeah, what he I'm definitely thinking. is that. But he but he really so he's ready to go home. He don't want to go eat. His brother was like, well, we, we need to get some food. And his brother is kind of, his brother is young. He's like 18 or 19 years old, but his brother is his caretaker. And mm -hmm. so he was like, well, at least let's go get something to eat. He was like, all right, let me feed y'all. So they, he's got his driver slash kind of like bodyguard, an older man that hangs out with them. His name is Vic. And so they go to get some food or whatever. And Ash, I think he gets like some fries. He don't really want to eat. But he eat a little bit of something. But the the thing is, they come back to the studio the next day, and he say he want to revamp the whole album. Aiden is pissed. He's like, "What?" And mind you, you know, um, 
you see the ash, you see him taking pills, you see him drinking lean, he constantly drinking Hennessy. Like the amount that he drinks is is just like he pours his cups he like a red solo like cup. Food. That's his food. He I don't even drink water the way that he drinks alcohol, Hennessy and lean and all of that. But anyway, and he's doing that and he's popping pills like chiclets. He just is. That's what I so, that's what I thought was gonna have me sad. And so yeah, so so you see this part of him, you see this in him, but he's tired. He's a and you get from this that he's just in not just that I need to lay down and get a couple hours sleep. This dude is tired, like just life. It's internal. It's just like everything that's happened in his life is weighing down on him. That's what you get from Ash. But anyway, they come in and he say he want to do a new album. His brother Aiden is pissed and he end up telling him, go find me a songwriter. And he a said, I don't mean, he's, I don't mean just anybody, somebody, you know, he said, I need you to find me somebody who knows how to write songs, who knows how to craft music. He said, you do that and we're going to finish this album, but I ain't never steered you wrong, steered you wrong, but this ain't it. I'm not feeling these tracks. We didn't listen to it and I don't want it. Now, Ash is not just a musician. He's not in the basement still trying to get his career going, okay? Yeah. He is, like, <laughs> he is star studied okay what you say Shaquata he not in the basement talking about whoop that trick get him whoop <laughs> that trick get him <laughs> he's he not he's not still trying to uh, get his career off the ground he's the man he is the artist of the time okay well we got the, the we got the ingredients the ingredients to lean is in the chat it's codeine and down. yeah I mean <laughs> Hey, those things separately are not against the, I mean, it I'm is what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elise, for telling me. Because I didn't know what lean was. I just be hearing it on the songs. Elise. Do we need to check girl. on her? Nope. She just trying to get us together. She Googled it for okay. us. Thank you for helping us out, girl. Thank you, girl. Okay, <laughs> so he is already a star, right? He is already a star. He is like the big man. And that's why he's so tired because he's being pulled in so many different directions. When he out eating, people want his autograph. They coming up to him that, you know, from, I was going to say, you know how it be. I don't know how it be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do it be, Shaquana? How do people be coming up to you? I'm not an artist, but I'm just saying, <laughs> what, I, what I've seen on TV you know how it be, you know, he's just being pulled in a lot of directions and he's a superstar. So yeah. I'm thinking Bryson Taylor. No, because he give look the handsome guy, but he sings. No, yeah. Yeah, anybody else get that? Nobody else got that? That's what I was getting, Bryson Taylor. Once I figured out that he was a singer. Okay, so that's Ash's story. He is the star he's the man everybody want a piece of him right now and he's tired and i hate and, to the, and the world is waiting on his album but i hate to say he's a drug addict right jennifer i was getting a little bit of Lil wayne too but not quite Lil wayne. i know but all of these tattoos and all of this lean and these pills and these slurred words okay yeah but okay. just I know a little bit Back in the day, Lil Wayne was it. You know, everybody want a little piece of him. And now he look like somebody <laughs> like granny. Patrice, Patrice said, not me. <laughs> <laughs> he look like somebody granny now, but I so love his music. Ash. <laughs> so that's Ash. So then we have Kendall, right? Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> Kenya. Kenya. So then we have Kenya. I don't know why I want her to be Kendall now. So, no, okay, it's because he called her Ken, so that's why yes. I was thinking. Um, Kendall, so Kenya, he got, and then we got Kenya, she is working. We get hip to her because she at, at work. I get, the, I, I get the feeling that she work at like the Motel Six, yeah, that's what I was, and thinking. that's that's where we that's where we meet her is at work, and she's cleaning, she's going inside the rooms, and, and they the rooms are disgusting, and, and just it's just nasty. Clothes. Right. So this her life. So both her parents, what's one of her parents? 
so she so so the thing is she they're both grown now like ash is grown she's grown but she has been on her own for a while she has a best friend that, that she calls her cousin because that's the only person she had but kenya's mother died when she was 16 years old mm-hmm. um her and her mother had a great relationship and um she died when she was 16 years old and kenya went to live with her dad but her dad I thought it was going to be like the stereotypical story that he, she's 16 and he tried to get at her or something, but he did. It wasn't that he just totally ignored her. Like she didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So he, um, and so one day she was there for like five days. One day she just left and she's been on her own since she was 16, basically Mm -hmm. homeless, just trying to figure out her way in this world. But the thing about Kenya is that she has vitiligo Mm -hmm. and and I don't know if y'all saw it but um Chanel told us Chanel had had like the the uh artwork the visuals for this she said she didn't do it I joined whoever it was that did it. I can't remember um, who did Cozy it. Reader. Cozy, Cozy readers did it. Cozy readers. Cozy readers. They they man. When I tell you, they did that thing. Yeah, but really anyway, did. they found a girl that looked exactly like what you visualize. A little bit darker skin, the vitiligo, but she was beautiful with the curly hair. She had a really nice body, but she wasn't the type who dressed. Um, she she was she was kind of like uh eccentric, like well like where you know, the nose rings, the earrings all up, the, all of the jewelry and stuff. So she was a little bit different. Like anyway, artsy, artsy. She was definitely she artsy. A, so she she had a soft spirit. She had a soft spirit, but she was the type who could go to the Goodwill and pull something together, cut it, make all okay. that kind of stuff. But that's Kenya. And then she's got her best friend. So the thing is, you know, and she's got, she's living in this apartment of rundown. Her best friend is Mika. Mika. I'm usually the one who can't get the names, but I wrote them down today. You know I'm sorry, I gotta have myself I'm together. Tell y'all what it is. She didn't live at the motel. Did, did she live at the motel? Somebody asking. No, she didn't live, she at, the didn't live at the motel. She had her own place. She had her own place. It wasn't much of a place, but she lived like over a storefront or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a raggedy little place, but she was saving her money. She was working at jobs and working as much overtime as she could to save her money, as much mm-hmm. money as she could. So Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is she writes poems and her friend Mika is a super supporter. I just love her. I love her. Like that was a real, she, Mika was a really good friend to her. She was Um, a writer. And she, so one, but you know what? I think that's works, that works. You got one person who just like hype outgoing, one person, you know, and so they were, it was like a yin and a yang and together Uh they worked. But mm-hmm. she, they, she, they were going to, they would go to open mic nights where you could get up and you could just get up and spit your stuff. Like you could rap, you could sing, you could do poetry, whatever you wanted to do. And Mika was like, we got to go, you know, we're going to do it. You're going to get on the stage this time. And so never has she done it, but this particular time she did it and she got on stage. She didn't even say the whole poem, but everybody loved it. And so guess who was in the is, audience? She worked at the 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 motel and she's a poet she writes um in her spare time and she's never did one of her poems before for the public she's said it for her best friend but she's never done it for the public her friend being the person that she is it's like bitch tonight you gonna do this poem you know and it was like she pushed her literally kind of made her do the poem on this particular night and she got up she did her poem think love jones you know snap 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 she got up did her poem and aiden just so happens because they they're not they not even live here i was gonna say they're not stationed here but they don't live uh where he discovered her at right right yeah so he's 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 out He's visiting, but he's really, he's out looking for the writers that his brother asked for because he's been scouring. His, his, like he's been to several different places. He, he's brought people back to his brother. His brother don't like none of them. Right. And so at this club, he sees her and he approaches her and was like, you know, basically like, I want to hire you to write songs for famous artists. And like, like what? <laughs> you don't write me a poem real quick. <laughs> you know, yeah, what do you say? Do a poem, Cynthia. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> right. And it's like, what was he gonna give her fifty thousand dollars? Or was it ten thousand? Uh, he said ten thousand dollars per song. 
And it was five songs? And they needed five songs for sure. So the potential was to make $50,000. But however many songs that she done, they would give her $10,000. And she was just like, her first thought is kind of like to the negative. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, she's stuck in her comfort zone. But she's an extrovert, kind of. But her friend, Mika, thank goodness that she's there. She was like, girl, we got to, she hyped her up. We got to do this. We, you know. And so finally, her friend is able to convince her, like, what else? Like, what are we here for? Like what, I mean, we don't, we young, we ain't got no kids. Like she said, you working at the motel, cleaning up other people, you know, shit. So like, what do you have to lose by going? And we talking $50,000 and, um, but check this out though. Right. Yeah. I know when I'm about to get ready to say, how she know she about to get sex trafficked? <laughs> Girl, your brother got you open. <laughs> So you did me, me and Shamika was in it. I mean, me and Shaquana was in Shamika's my sister. Me and Shaquana was up in uh, Atlanta. Like we we about to get sex. So, so what are you doing at this point? Okay, you don't want to go back to the motel. It's not like he's saying, okay, we're gonna work here where we at in this city, and you're gonna do the five songs. No, I want you to get on an airplane with me and come to LA. And come to LA and I'm gonna give you fifty thousand dollars because you just did a dope ass poem. Sir, what <laughs> said Bundy? No. <laughs> so, so what what in the Jeffrey Dahmer is we talking about? What? So y'all let me know what y'all doing. Y'all at that age, I probably if I was her, like didn't have no kids, you know, yada yada yada, all this and that. I'll probably be like, come on, let's let's do this. Yeah, Keith, at the I age we been, are now, we wouldn't go. But at that I age, they young. I would have been chemo. <laughs> like I girl, probably, you know what? And I probably would have been like, eh, no, I'm not sure about this. But then he said, meet us in Hangar Seven tomorrow at this time, and we gonna go. And so they got flewed out. They got flewed out, baby. They got flewed <laughs> out. <laughs> They have flu. Uh, Shaquana, somebody said she could have got sex traffic at that nasty ass hotel she, or motel she was working at. What did she say? She ain't got nothing to lose at this point, baby. Um, <laughs> Rhonda said she Rhonda, could, if it didn't happen at the at the hotel motel or Holiday Inn, right? She was all right getting on this private no. jet. Right. Okay. So they get to L.A. Okay. So. When they get to LA, do they go straight to the um they go straight to the they, they go, go straight, straight to the, to the studio. studio. They go straight to the studio. And so the first thing he sees oh is his God. is his brother. And so, so the first thing like Ash sees his brother, he was like, you know, you know, he's like, nigga, where you been? And, well, I hope you got somebody. He was like, I do. I, I want you to meet her. And so she brings he, he brings, come in he, first. I don't he know, but Kima come in first because when he see her, he is just like starstruck like when he see kenya like, he can't they literally thought that, like his brother because he gets high he gets really high his brother thought that he was tripping off the drugs because he froze and he started to sway when he saw her it was like he was struck by lightning that ain't never happened to me and i love my man <laughs> my man my man my man my man my man and i ain't my never man, my man, my man. i ain't never just looked that thought I got struck by lightning. It was so sweet, y'all. To me, that's what I'm saying. This book was he, giving me the feel. He froze when he saw her, and he knew at that moment that she, like, she was it for him, and it scared him. So it, it was love him. at first sight. It was more than love. Oh, it was more like than love. Was. I felt like it was more than love. It was the chemistry the the magnetism between them it was like almost like a magnet when she saw him it was the same but she saw something in his eyes mm -hmm. um but he saw something in her whole everything he didn't see no vitiligo he didn't see he looked at her and was like she was the most refreshing uh -huh. beautiful and then he's and then her body was banging but right. no so this it goes to speak so to sweet, though what i think when a man, sometimes women don't get this because I've heard women say like, how are you going to fuck that bitch? She don't look better than me. Ooh. It never is about that. Mm -hmm. It never is about that. When a man, when, when a, 
with a man won't you it's not it's it's like a something inside of you that he sees because you've seen men before like the kicking it with all of these girls but then he married somebody not that she basic but she's just regular but she ain't got just regular she ain't got the weave all down to to her ankles and she ain't got the implants and all of that and sometimes women don't get it like what he see in her but it's like what he see in her he did not see in you he sees something in her he like sees something her, in her in her in her and right. he feel it and when and, and when somebody really is in love with you because you hear in these books the way they describe these women when they in love with you then they see beauty on the outside too and he looked at her and he saw all of that and them spots to him they were beautiful pictures on her body that he mm-hmm. wanted to explore come on, patrice come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and she was so sweet she was like are you okay like you know it wasn't like oh he feeling me he yeah won't. no she didn't have it so like are you okay he had to he said i need a minute he had to go and collect himself mm. He had to go collect himself. His brother went out there. He was like, man, I told you about these drugs. He was like, no, it ain't that. He said, it's her. Wow. And his and his brother said, I know. He said, why do you think I brought her? Not a book. What I say, bring them out, bring them out. Oh, <laughs> the book. But it was so sweet, child. It was sweet. Just like that, like Patrice is describing it. It was just like so sweet it was sweet like oh my gosh so and he comes back out and she's at the piano and she say come sit down beside me let's 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 see what we got here they start playing the piano and and then they just start like they just vibe and it, it was like they was on a planet by themselves and mika and aiden didn't even exist and so they both would kind of leave them alone and let them do them meanwhile Aiden and Mika is kind of gelling but what they got so let's shine a little light on Aiden real quick so Aiden is this young young guy right who is basically running his brother's empire he's the artist he is the you know um Ash is the artist Aiden is the one behind the scenes making sure that every scheduling the meetings making sure he gets to where he needs to get like his personal assistant right but so much more and um their mom passed as well her mom died his mom died too and then his dad checked out after his mom passed away his dad just shut down checked out became an alcoholic and then he passed away right right he drank himself like when his when it yeah he 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 basically it sounded like he died from a broken heart basically right and so that's their backstory so ash Ash was was, 10 when that happened his brother was either was six six. and so from 10 years old he started taking care of when his mother died he started taking care of his brother because his his dad just checked out and they've been together and the 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 um the relationship between them the love that they show each other they hug each other they kiss each other like they love each other um and they both take care of each other in their own way but I think Aiden he has to you can they can't just have a regular assistant I feel like that's the Vic kind of stands around but he needs his brother to take care of him because also his brother takes care of him and makes sure that nobody catches his slip showing do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like they make sure that they don't see him staggering all over the place and high out of his mind his brother kind of keep that in check a little bit his brother don't like it but he understand mm-hmm. he let him do his thing to a point but it's it's all love it's a lot of love it was a lot of love in this book y'all but when i tell y'all i don't know if the, y'all in the chat have been around addiction but you know when when you think about addiction you just like in my mind first thing I say is crackhead or whatever that's being honest right Mm -hmm. but what you see in this this book you this book is clearly about addiction but you see he was a functioning addict he was a functioning barely but he was on teetering on the edge but he was a functioning addict but not just like he drank and so I think in the in the recipe they said it was codeine in the lean so he's codeine Plus he's taking these pills. Plus he's drinking Hennessy. I think he was he was drinking that. Plus I think he smoked weed too. 
like this dude, when I tell you the pain in him was so big, he was using everything he could to dull it. That's what I what think was he, he was trying to from? do. He was hurting from the loss of his mother. He was hurting well, because he lost his mother and he lost his father and trying to take care of his brother. And I think it was, th that's just his pain because his brother was younger, so he didn't get it. So then not a, being a 10 year old trying to raise a child, I think that that was part of his hurt and his pain too. And he just wanted to, he just wanted to dull that in itself. But when you look at this addiction, it's very real. But a lot of times you see people shunning them, getting, you know, get away, you know, but it, it was like, you could almost see, you could almost understand it and sympathize with it. Mm -hmm. It was just looking at his addiction was, I never seen it from, I wish Chanel was on because I've never seen addiction from this, this side. You know and, what? I've been seeing it a lot in the books that we read. And I guess that's the time that we're in. It's no longer so much as like Coke and crack and stuff like that. Now, the lean and the pills and that type of thing, because a lot of people are passing away from that as well. Um, you know, that's like the new, like hard drug. And you hear about people who die, you're like, how did she die? Like they was like 42 or 36 and you never hear how they died. And it's like, it be them pills. Mm, mm, mm. It be them Anywho, pills. Okay, so yes, let's get back in the car. So they done met each other. I want to shine a little light on a... Kima is um they call they they call themselves cousins. You know how you have a best friend, you be like, oh, this is my Mika, sister. Mika, like, this is my Mika. Mika. Oh my God. It's Mika. all the letters though. Right. <laughs> Mika. You know how you be like, you know, but it's really my best friend, but you be like, this is my cousin. So she was there to kind of get her to let her her down, basically. So she wouldn't be so uptight because Kima was the fun loving the um she was real touchy feely <laughs> bless you um type of person so that was her role to um Ken. that was her role to her so that those were the supporting and they were the supporting characters as well as their support system yeah. for them and then they had a little thing going on. They stuff was a little bit more wild and crazy. It wasn't so much. Yeah, they, they, of... they wasn't over there building soul ties. Like, so when you, when you look at Ash and Kenya, they was building soul. Like they was sitting up there. Like when I tell you, they was having that, that like building up, like, Ooh, like it was just building up for them. <laughs> <laughs> It was building up. It was like that pressure. That pressure. It was building up. And 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 look with with Mika and uh, Aiden, it wasn't nothing building up. They was getting their stuff off. Okay, right, because they they started going to Pound Town immediately. For <laughs> <laughs> they, they waste no time. But um, Ken said that Kima. <clears throat> did I say it right, Patrice? No. <laughs> Her name is Mika. I'm Mika. just letting you go with them. I'm letting you go with Kima because you just, you, you apparently Mika, like it. That Mika, um, she fall in love real quick. And so yeah. she like clung to Aiden immediately. Let's forget that way. We forgot that she left a man back. You know, she had a no good man. I think his name was Chris. He had it uh, back in their hometown or whatever. And, and, and Kenya didn't like him. So it wasn't hard for her to like, be like, oh, whatever. But this dude is calling her because apparently they do have some type of relationship. But she got up here with these stars. They was like, when a rich nigga wants you, she was just like, uh, hey, yeah. Can't, can't do nothing for you. Okay, y'all. And so that's the thing. So that's everybody in the fold. That's everybody in their little system. So, and so as we start going, they start their, their relationship grows and he she begins to be the reason why he gets up in the morning because he have to take drugs to put himself to sleep and you hear about that with these stars that they can't hardly go to sleep but then they can't wake up they take drugs to go to sleep they take different stuff to they take downers to go to sleep uppers to get up but he can hardly get up in the morning but she is the reason why he want to get up because he want to see her eyes he want to see wait her a minute. face 
how long before they started to make a connection like that was not strictly platonic? When I did think. they kiss? I think they didn't kiss until right. So by the time, so it was a constant building. By the time that they kissed, the very next day they made love. It happened that fast. Mm-hmm. But by the time that it didn't happen fast, but by the time that they first time that they kissed, then now so, let me tell y'all something that was throwing me off because he was smoking his weed. He was lighting them joints up. Every time they was kissing, I was like, this dude. And not- he smoked cigarettes. <laughs> he smoked not- weed. He smoked cigarettes. He drank lean. He drank Hennessy and he popped pills. I'm like, nothing is saying that this t- kiss is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So let me speed y'all up a bit because she is starting to fall for him. So they had, they end up going, you know, like they're going to different places. And so they get ready to go to New York and he tells them that they want them to go to New York with him too. And she was just like, wow, okay, we're going to go to New York. When they go to New York, he goes to a radio station for an interview. And this, there's this girl at the interview uh, at the radio station Tia, that he messes around with when he comes in town. She, he don't, she don't mean nothing, but Ash is a person who is, he is consistent of nothing else. So it's not like he get with randoms. He get uh-uh, with But something happened before this before. because they end up in the tabloids and people are asking who this girl is. No, and so it's it's um it's after this. It's after that. It's after that. And okay. so they end up um so Tia is at the radio station and she wants to hook up with them. Well, um they do the interview, they leave or whatever, but this is the first time that him and Kenya start spending time just them two. Aiden and Mika go off and then them two they spend some time together. So they kind of like hugged up and it's they just like she the they walking down the street and she feeling him or whatever but they don't go to bed he walks her to her hotel and she goes up he leaves her and so him i think she leaves him with a heart on he want to fuck but he don't want to fuck her because he don't want to mess that up because he care about her right right and so he calls tia so he could screw tia and she got two people with her tia is a crackhead see there i go crackhead she appeal here or something but he ends up screwing tia all night and he gets so drunk and high and all of that to where they can't get him up in the morning and so aiden is somewhere where he can't get to ashton mm-hmm. i mean where he can't get to ashland and so he calls kenya say you closer to him can you go get him and he said in kenya sweetheart when you see him, what you're gonna see is not who he is. He so has she to tell her that by this time that he's on all this stuff. She knows that he takes the pill. She see him take the pill. She see him drinking all the time. She so when she goes to this place to pick him up to Tia's house, the music is loud. He she go in there and he on the couch in his drawers, high out his mind. She hasn't seen that. Mm-hmm. and then his two naked girls in there then Tia come and she was like you can't take him like this she was like girl if you don't go somewhere she said you the one who she's like what if the tabloids see him she said you wasn't worried about that last night right and she's she was like I'll take him where he needs to go she was like no so she got him out of there but the crazy part is to see him high like that he she couldn't even she had to like she, she had to bathe him. She had to carry him to the cab, get him up to the room. And then she had to get him out of his clothes. She had to get in the shower with her clothes on and bathe him because he's this high, this out of it. And he was like, he was mad. He he didn't. He was like, I don't want you to see. He's like, I hate that you seeing me like this. Mm-hmm. After they get all together and he's going to his meeting, he mm-hmm. asked her to come with him. She said, I'm not going in there with you, but she gets in the car. Do you mm-hmm. know what she says about him after this? What? I will him. So, Patrice, yeah, if y'all can see her face on this, um, <laughs> Patrice said, so you wouldn't have wanted him after that. Now, it did. Okay, first, wait a minute. No, 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 Shaquana, I had to go pull him out the pussy. Pull him out? Literally, and it's three? I got to go pull him out, literally. And I got to carry him to an Uber. 
Then I got to carry him into this room and I got to get in here and get him dressed. I'm on my knees in clothes, wetting my hair. You know, we don't like that. I'm washing this nigga legs and feet. He can't wash nothing. He can't even get his clothes off. He can't get his clothes on. He's so high. He's so drunk. Only thing he can say is like, I, I hate that you see me like this. Okay, I get that you like him, but there's some moments that I'm just not fucking with you with. <laughs> After, in that moment, she was jealous of Tia and she said, I want him. And it wasn't even about his money. Mm. That's some animal magnetism for you because I don't know. <laughs> you said not me. <laughs> not today. Who was judging her for wanting him? I didn't judge her, but I said, that's a special kind of person to want him. Mm-hmm. So she, she was broken too. After this. Yeah, she was broken too. Yes, um, Erica said it's thousands of women. <laughs> <laughs> but the oh, thing well, was, okay, I get it. If it's like, okay, he rich, he because he because he got the kind of money like his his kids is gonna be okay. He good, but right. her her sight is not the money. It's mm-hmm. the person, and this half a nigga. Cause he no, but okay, when he wasn't in that state, which he was kind of always okay. When wasn't he in so, that state? But I'm saying when they were together in the studio, he wasn't that person. She got a chance to see him and his heart at a different place. Yes, yeah, she did, but he was still high. Yeah, I guess. So everybody, no, no, said, it's no you guess. She he was high. Shakura, let's let's facts. No, 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 no. She's trying to, y'all, she trying to blow me off like I guess, Patrice. No, he was always high. There is a point when he wasn't, but it's not right now. Okay. So he's always high. So <laughs> just throwing him to the wolves, but she loved him. Ken loved him and she wanted him and she wanted him to get better. But he's knowing that he's not the man for her. He, we, we got us one of them. He is like, mm-hmm. I'm a herder. I'm on these drugs. I can't deal with her, but he fucks her anyway. Yeah, he does. He, he, they have a night, they go to some event. I think they're in Vegas or whatever. And mm-hmm. they kind of flirt all day and they start kissing and stuff. And, and it just, it just builds up to more and more. He's still trying to hold off and mm-hmm. then they go you know he tell the driver i'm gonna take her in with me or whatever um there was a shooting in a club that brought them closer to but i ain't gonna even go back there but they go to the room right and mm-hmm. they they kiss and all of this and and she gets on she she like climbs up on them and and they're kissing but he still i'm not gonna fuck her i'm not gonna do this to her but she brought herself to an orgasm just hunching on him. And he said, my baby backed up. I got to handle this for her. Clothes burning. I ain't clothes burned since I was like 12. That clothes burning, baby. She needed it. She they do, needed we, you know, we called it, they was doing an uchi coochie. Right. She was going to heal his soul and with so, her vagina. Okay. So they rub it and she ends up having an orgasm. And then at this point, he says that I'm going to go ahead and do it. And they don't look at no condoms or nothing. A lot of they books I've been reading lately, they, they just, they just say, they damn, just a condom. Dog and they just say, fuck it. Look, but mind you, he, she pulled him out of three, out of three bitches two oh. weeks ago. Man, let me see. I think I made a note about that. Like, you know what? Pulled her up out of three. Literally pulled him out. Them cigarettes and them women. <laughs> them nasty women. So anyway, they go raw. But let me this tell you. This is what I said. Oh, my God. All I could think about was they had unprotected sex and he didn't know who he had sex with. <laughs> he didn't know the girls from the night that she had to go get them. So they have sex, but you know what? This this thing, when they do have sex, it's powerful, right? So they have sex that night, but that night when she orgasms, she orgasms so hard that it pushes his dick out of her and he ends up just having to squirt all over her body. (laughs) Look at our bedroom translator. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I got the bedroom translator is going to tell y'all, hey, 
Instagram. I didn't see a lot of stuff, and I've experienced some things in my little life here. Okay. But I ain't never orgasmed so hard that I pushed it out. <laughs> Seem like you open more so you can take it all. In. Listen, he, you. This wasn't she, that. You said she was backed up. So as she, she was, was backed, backed up. up. She was backed up so much that it squoze him out. Up. It was like a water hose. Basically. And yeah, but he it was it was beautiful to him. And what was going on with her? Why she over here pushing people? So 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 then after they had sex, she looked at him and she said, I want to do it again. He looked down at his dick. He said, Don't fail me now. <laughs> Don't fail me now. Don't fail me now. Out. So they have they have a beautiful night, and then the next morning they wake up, and um, the next morning they wake up and they make love again, um, and it's so powerful. He's in between her legs. It's like a missionary type of thing, and he he look at her, and a tear come out Ooh. his eye after they made love. And she hugs him and she rubs his face and kisses his face and the tears keep coming. This mm-hmm. nigga wailed. The river, the dam broke. The dam broke. But he knew, he knew she was going to break him down. Broke him all the way down. And I'm the telling you, he, the, he hadn't cried since he was 10. And he'd been hurting and trying and, and he not high. So he feeling everything. This is the first time in a long time that he's not high. So all of the feelings, he feels this orgasm, the powerfulness of it. He feels the tears, the love, the kisses that she given him. He feels all of this and he can't do nothing but just cry. And she receives that from him and she kisses his tears, rubs his hair and let him cry into her bosom. They are giving him the blues on Instagram talking about so, now he got a tear with a dirty dick. Tell them I can't with them. I can't with y'all on Instagram. The internet now. <laughs> so, so they had so, so they had this moment, and from there, now he remember. I don't want to hurt her. You was just cry. You didn't just cry. You wailed. You wailed after your after I got orgasm where he was coming from because he knew he wasn't gonna be. I right. get it. Oh, I totally get it. But the pain, you should have said this shit yesterday. What did you say, Patrice? She got back in the thing and she said, I want him. She hunched <laughs> on him. She hunched on him till she had an orgasm. She want him. She, she rubbed it girl off. What she, she got, he got that girl what she wanted. And then okay. he said, but listen, but listen, he said when he ate her out because he ate, he ate her ass, like literally, like he, and he just opened her up and ate her. And then when she came in his mouth, he said, you know, all of these niggas be talking about, they want somebody to taste like water and, and sweets and all that. He was like, no, nah, I wanted her creaminess. And that's what she gave me. That's what she gave him y'all, but she couldn't turn him away from them drugs. Cause he was still doing the drugs. He, so so then so then they get away from this, and then the next thing you know, the next scene is they're at a party, and there's record execs and artists and different stuff there. And now they there, and he ignoring her. She mm-hmm. still, y'all know how we are. We got the afterglow on us. It's like you know how we didn't had a good night. We glowing, and so she, but he not talking to her now. As soon as they leave the bedroom, immediately the curtain comes because down. he was getting too attached to her his feelings she, he was crying he, he was, was already it, his feelings scared him but she was getting too attached to him and he knew that he couldn't he told her when they talked at that party when they finally talked she was like why are you doing this to me he said what did i tell you last night she said you said a lot of shit you was crying half the night okay you said a lot of shit what are you talking about he said i told you that i had no heart mm. And he was like, what? And she said, he said, I told you that I didn't have a heart. And if, if I, if I let this go any further, I'm going to keep you and mm-hmm. you won't have a heart either. And mm. you're too pure and you too good for that. And I can't, I can't do that to you. I can't take that from you. So at this, let me say this real quick. Cause at this party, a lot of stuff happened. 
So she has always been insecure about her skin because she's been teased growing All up her life. about her skin. Her mom would tell her she was beautiful and, you know, and then she lost her mom. So she didn't have that safety net anymore. So she's always been teased about her skin. So at the party, after he didn't broke her heart, basically snapped her in half with his. Because the author Chanel will break a freaking heart. She's good at that. Oh, broke she's my heart. Going shot. You, she's going shot. you know, Chanel will break a heart. She's going to break your heart. So he didn't broke her in two. So she's trying to run out of the party and get away from him because he's just hurt her. And then. She runs into this nigga, basically, and he's trying to push up on her. And she like, I'm hurting right now. I got to go. She was real nice. She wasn't funky or nothing. She was like, you know, I'm sorry, but no, thank you. I don't want your number. And no means no. Right. And then he turned into a whole fucking asshole. And you know, men do that kind of stuff too. Men, Bro, I, like when you was when you were growing up, like younger. Brick in the face because she wouldn't give my phone number. I don't know. Yes, girl. Um, look, that, but that stuff be ha- anyway. So yeah, back in the car, that stuff be happening. So he basically went off on her, grabbed her arm, and all of that and kind of talking stuff. Talking about her skin and how you know would nobody want to mess with her? She need to be glad he trying to talk to her with her fucked up ass skin and all this and that. Or whatever. And so her friend Kima. Mika. Mika goes in. <laughs> you make me sick. Mika, Mika goes in on him and stuff. She's going off and all that kind of stuff. And basically, Kenya just trying to get out the door. But before she leaves out the door, she hears a big booming voice and it's in this um ash. He come over and he's checking the dude. But he looked at her before she walked out, and his face was just sad, you know, to know what he just did to her and hear how this man just treated her and she walked he out went the off door. on her and she was crying and i really wanted her to get a little bit of balls at that point like bite him or something because and she told and she told him she said um he was like i've just spent let's finish this album i'll give you your money she was like you know what fuck you and your money. money i'll be out of here by tomorrow and the next day when he went to go find out where she was vic was like oh i took her to the airport this morning she flew out where was she Ash left. at in all of this? Was Ash mad at him? Like you did her like that? I feel like Ash. What do you mean the brother? No, the brother. You talking about his brother? I mean, with, um, Aiden. yeah, Aiden was mad, but Aiden also knew that what he did was right because he is a drug addict, and he would just he would eat her up and spit her out his life, not because he wanted to, because but because he had addict. So he understood that, but he was mad at him. Like, why did you take it there with her? And then plus, his woman was mad. Right. But his brother oh, was careful was not to go to me. go too far. So she so she ate him up or whatever. So they finished the album and they go back home or whatever. And he's like, I just want to go home. I want to take a shower. This he hurt because he go home and basically OD. He overdosed because he's hurting because he hurt her. And so he just want to take the pain away like take he the pain always away. And he and so he he realizes he's doing too much because his legs start to shake is shaking he get on that phone he called Aiden so imagine being this 18 19 year old person right and addicts tend to create addicts especially in the industry so he didn't want to turn her into an addict which is basically yeah. what Erica is saying mm-hmm. right and so he calls his brother Aiden so Aiden has to come and get him and get him together so that he don't die and you know and then he he didn't had to pull him off the ledge several times and he get in there and he was like man what are you doing and he hurt they scared Mika with him she's scared they got to get him in the shower and then you got to keep in mind that he's a star so they got to be careful how they handle this because if the media get wind of it you know what I mean and so they they finally get him too and he was like man I'm good I'm good. he was like no you're not good and he said he looked at his brother and he saw fear mm. he, he saw the fear um and his brother he was like it was more than what he normally saw he was scared he was frustrated he was like but he knew that he had to do something better and he was like ash man you gotta get some help we can't keep doing this you need some help mm-hmm. he said because you keep brother going was the only person brother. that he cared about and, and for him said, to say that 
it was like, okay. He said, okay. He said, okay. He said, but I ain't doing no more than 30 days. And they took him to a spot, you know, they take him to rehab and then you go to Kenya. They go back mm-hmm. to Kenya and Mika is going, Mika's staying strong with Aiden. She hurried because she she tried to leave with Kenya. Kenya was like, no, you enjoying this? Y'all falling in love? Go do that. I'm going back home. So she goes back home. Um, she going like like what uh, the midnight train to Georgia. She's going back to a simpler place in time. So she didn't even take her fifty thousand dollars. He sent it to her though. He said and he hoped that she would take it. And so when Mika came, that's when I don't she know led. If I would have been that distraught that I wouldn't have got my money. <laughs> when you hurt, I think you say some stupid stuff. But the next day, I would have been calling back like, "Hey, Vic, holla at your boy." <laughs> hey. Aiden, give me. Aiden, like when I came, when when she come back to that that one bedroom cold water flat that she was living in. Cleaning the motel. Uh uh, baby. mm -mm. Run me my money, honey. Run my change. So she told her that he's in rehab. Mm-hmm. and she was like what she said yeah he's in rehab he's been there ever since you left like what happened she's still in love you know what she do she must have kept the money because she flew to his rehab i think he was in arizona no they needed her to um oh finish some songs. songs finish some songs because he couldn't finish the songs because he was in rehab so it was like aiden came and was like look we need you to help us finish these songs so that we can get this album done and they got a studio some kind of makeshift studio for him at the at, at rehab and so right. she finished writing the songs but she did go visit him she went to go visit him in rehab and then she felt bad Arthur Janelle why did you make her feel bad about not being there for him after he told her he didn't want to be with her and basically hurt her so much she felt bad that she wasn't there for him while he was in rehab right you know what they say though. What ends up happening in this book though, like, cause she ends up going to visit him and she goes and visit him and she was like, no, you can't. He told her, um, what I remember is like, you can't be my woman. Like they say that when you were in rehab, the last thing you need to do is form a new relationship. He said, so I got to get stronger for us. I can't do that. Like he was like, I can't be your man right now. And she was just like, I'll wait for you. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Wait and she you. went back home and she and she waited um for him and he was supposed to go for 30 days and i can't remember how long he stayed did he stay for like eight or nine months oh she said she um so she felt like she should have been there no matter what almost like she could fix him that's what i got from when you said she got back in the car and she was like I love him. He became a project. You know, he became something for her to heal, something for her to fix. And honestly, I don't think she, as much as she loved him, I don't think she could have fixed him. No, she couldn't. No, she could. She could not have brought her right down, baby. And next thing you know, she would have took a pill. Oh Lord, and it just would have. I want her on drugs, but he ended up being in rehab for nine months, and not just the thirty days. And he like really, really got clean, clean, clean. But over that time, um, they finished the album and they start they started having a relationship, probably through phone, text, or whatever. I don't think it went into detail. But I don't think they communicated you know, a lot though, because she needed to be clean because you cannot and he was trying to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And so when he, so the thing was he was getting ready, he was gonna be coming home, and um his brother went to get him. Mm-hmm. and she was at home because at this point they haven't been talking no they have they have been, been talking. talking they have been that's why i said that they have been building their relationship because when he got out she was the one who threw him the party yeah she did she did throw him the party because they had kind of like you know started building their relationship with him not being high so they was probably talking and stuff while he was in rehab and, you know, getting a relationship together. So by the time he came home, they was like really in love. They was in love before, but I just wanted, they never, we didn't get to see this part, but I wonder what was that sober dick like? Not that I ain't had a peel in four hours. I'm talking about, I ain't had a peel <laughs> in eight months. <laughs> I ain't had no lean. I wonder what was that like? <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> it was probably. I'm trying to see what that is. It, like. it, <laughs> it was probably beautiful. And so he came home from rehab, yeah, and they reunited, and it feels so good. 
and they got they happily ever after we don't know really and they, what- they, they went to her because he has a house his thing was he wanted to be able to go out in the country and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and that's where it ends that they out there on their property and laying in the grass and she mm-hmm. wants some horses and he gonna get her some horses and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and it was beautiful it was, it was beautiful. Thank she God for rehab. And then she put us back together. Because <laughs> <laughs> in a time of love, she tried to put us back together. But I now, was she on couldn't life. Put nobody back together. I was on life that. support after that. The okay. love. <laughs> so thank you so much for this amazing story. I was, um, after Perfect Peace, this was a good kind of um, buffer palate cleanser something even though the drug aspect was in there I thought it was gonna be a little bit more heavy than it was but this was actually like a feel-good book for me because their love for one another was so strong right yeah I agree so thank you for this beautiful story if you have not read Kendra Spirit (laughs) with Kima Mika Mika Kenya, Kenya, Ashlyn, Mika, and Aiden. Read it. It was beautiful. It has good love making in it. It They made love one one weekend. It was, but it was good though. (laughs) It was good. It was a really special special book. So. Read that. It was good. We love Arthur Chanel. We're going to have her on because I'm sure we're going to read another book by her at some point. So she will be on the show at some point. She just come make it tonight. So next week, we are, we really about to palette it up. (laughs) Yeah, this is a palette cleanser for real. It was funny, y'all. So next week, Rhonda and Celeste, we are talking about First Wives Club by Keisha Keisha Irvin. Irvin. And she may or may not be here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Shaquana, if you pull Keisha Irvin, you the goat. If you pull pull Keisha Irvin, you the goat. or may not be here so yes we talk about first wife club baby you want to talk about some freaking drama and some dog ass <laughs> and if anybody is not familiar with keisha urban keisha urban is a veteran in the literary game like she from back like she's one of the first people to ever start writing these kind of stories where we to write black love you know, what that wasn't just so stereo, the Harlequin romance. She was like one of the first people to to write it gritty, to write it raw. That urban stuff, baby. Yeah, she that she's a real. she's a veteran. Yes. So um, yes, we talked about first wives club. It was a good book, y'all. It it had <laughs> me all on a whole nother tangent, a whole nother mission. Um yeah yes. I she not nope I didn't do it I did one book and I stopped I read all of her stuff a long time yeah, ago I read this one book just finished um watching her on YouTube she got a YouTube channel that be popping um her Instagram be popping so yeah y'all go Facebook be popping yes so um yeah so we'll be talking about first wives club it's good it's hood just but just so y'all know it's hood in case you in or not into that but it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna it's, be it's fun. look it's everything it's so we like it's gonna be some about. it's gonna be some fucking it's gonna be some fighting it's gonna be some fashion yeah. <laughs> yes y'all know that's my shit right there so yes that's what we're talking about next week and then the week after that we're talking about kindred exactly. is that sherry johnny uh-oh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Renee. Renee, Robbie Renee, Robbie Renee. We talking about Kendrick. So we good for this month. We're going to try to get October up as soon as possible. So y'all can like get the books out there and everything. So that's going to be a good one. Kendra was good. That went kind of heavy a little bit. So just so y'all know, mm-hmm. it's a um, rape in there. Yeah. Kendrick and it's Xander, Xander's story. Yeah, it's kind of graphic. But it's so. not the whole book. The whole book the whole is not book. about a, a it's not about it's not that. That. I'm just telling yeah. y'all, just like for y'all to know. Also, this is me coming from Shaquana. I am having an author training on Saturday. We are building out reader magnets. 
So if you're not in the Authors System Facebook group, get in there, DM me if you're an author and you want to start to grow your email list, you want to start to grow your business, we'll be doing that training this weekend. So let me know if you into that. But that's it for tonight. And we'll yes. have a next week. Thank you, Arthur Chanel, for joining us on Instagram. Thank you for everybody who was in the comments today. We appreciate you guys. It's the Black Girl Book Club Podcast. The Black Girl Book Club Podcast. Hey. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>